All right, guys, what is going on? Today we are going to be talking about a new subject, and I'm going to call this the 12th step. I've been in a really great mindset lately. I've had a lot of opportunities to start to work on sort of the next thing for our coaching staff, and something that I thought would be fun to kind of have a discussion with you guys about is Maria had this fantastic idea, and I'll try to get this full circle, and so let's back it all the way up. So a few months ago, um, you know, Maria was starting to struggle a little bit with just happiness, fulfillment, and, you know, kind of where she was at. She was starting to get negative towards things that she's never been negative towards and, you know, was was struggling to find graciousness and gratitude and some of these other things, which is very unlike Maria. And a lot of you guys know her and know that she's generally a very positive, upbeat, happy person. But just like anything, everybody, you know, starts to struggle at times and starts to hit downward spirals. And I was really thankful to have a moment and have some time and really, honestly, super thankful to have a wife that has a growth mindset so that when I was able to approach her in the right mind state uh, to say, you know, hey, one of the things that I'm recognizing here is that you've sort of stepped away from doing any sort of personal practice and personal development, things to get you into the right mindset, things to get you into a, a good place, you know, mentally. And for me, that's always a very important step to pull me out of my downward spirals, to pull me out of my funks. And let me know what I can do to help. I'll, you know, and so we work some things out with our life, with her schedule, and we worked out a situation. We worked out a new plan for us as a couple and for her as a person to get back on the path of, you know, treating herself first, making sure that her mental priority is number one. And what's really cool about this is number one, she followed through, right? And that's the most important part is we made the plan and now she's, you know, kicking ass and she's been in a great mental space. But now what's so cool about this is a couple weeks ago at our team meeting that we have every Monday, Maria, you know, was listening to the conversation, just kind of taking it all in. And then she made this great suggestion said, you know, I think we have an opportunity as a coaching staff to, hold each other accountable, just like Jeff held me accountable with this downward spiral. Because if we as coaches are not working on our own mental game and we aren't at the top of our game, then the entire community suffers, right? All of our clients will not be getting the best service that we can possibly give. We won't be a facility of excellence. All of our goals as a staff, all of our goals as a facility and a community will not be reached as well as quickly or at all if we are not operating at max capacity. And so we we started, I mean, everybody agrees. And we started talking about this and we started developing our path forward. And so basically we kind of created a little mini book club-esque type thing with some individual practice. And we're going to hone in on one specific skill each month. And we're going to start to attack it kind of our own ways. And then we're going to be asking ourselves, you know, four main questions from this is, you know, what are our key takeaways from our educational path that we took? So our first month is going to be communication, right? So my big focus so far has been leadership communication and how can I get better at that? So what are my key takeaways? And then it's how could we do a better job as a team 
communicating the key takeaways and then how could we do a better job for the community of friendship for everybody who we come in interaction with every day how could we take those principles or what we learned how could we do a better job of making sure that everybody else kind of understands this and then the last piece is you know what are our next steps what are our action steps from here and what's really cool about this is you know maria just in making kind of a comment and working on her own mental game is able to now pay it forward to the other coaches and pay that forward to then everybody in our community who then can pay it forward to their families, pay it forward, pay it forward, pay it forward. And as I was going through my leadership training and listening to one of Simon's next talks and man, I'll tell you, like, I, I know everybody sort of has their own favorite speaker, their own favorite person. And I think Simon's next got to be mine. Um, half because his last name looks really close to mine. Uh, you know, it's just the the S and the B switch. But, uh, you know, half because I, I just think his flow is fantastic. I like the way that he thinks through problems. I like the way that he uses metaphors and analogies. Uh, very similar to the way that I try to break things down for people as well. And it speaks really well to me. But he has this one and the talk is called um, just Simon's neck. Why eaters eat last. It's got, you know, 6.1 million views. And it's. I'm sure, you know, a lot of these points are talked about in his book, Why Eaters Eat Last or Leaders Eat Last, uh, which I've read the majority of. But what I would tell you is, you know, at the very end, he makes a connection and why this podcast is going to be called The Twelfth Step is something that was a new piece of knowledge for me, a new piece of information is the 12th step in Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Which is, you know, gone for seven, eight, nine generations, I believe, of being an effective program to help people with addiction, right? It's not just Alcoholics Anonymous. Now they have all these different types of addiction anonymouses that are following a similar or the same 12 step process to achieve success. And the entire ideology rests on the the steps kind of building on one another. And if any step before fails, then the next step won't be able to be successful. And the 12th and final step, which, you know, and Simon has talked to leaders who run the organization, everything. What they say is they know if the 12th step is not done or is skipped or is not t- actually like really bought into then the person will have a drink again. Then they will be unsuccessful in their rehab because they didn't take this one step properly. And so he asks, you know, what does anyone know what the 12th step is? And the 12th step is becoming a mentor. It's helping the next person beat addiction. They know that, and and he draws this all back to kind of chemical human nature, but they know that if you don't take the steps to help somebody else, if you don't take those steps to invest in actually making it something where you now become a mentor or a leader, then you are limiting your potential, right? So and I, this really just made me draw a parallel to what we do. And I think a lot of what we do is sort of this 
mock 12 step process or what we just do with the pyramid is a six or seven step process, right? So somebody comes into the facility and let's just take, let's just take a, a rough case. Let's say it's somebody who's, you know, just gotten divorced. Let's say they've lost their job. They're struggling with their confidence. You know, they're fearful of their livelihood and their status in our society. You know, they don't want to, they're, they're bordering on maybe being homeless and being alone and they're scared and all these other things. Right. And we have to go through these steps, right? We have to, you know, we have to help this person meet some people and take care of themselves so that they can get a job. We have to build their confidence back up. We have to help them lose weight. We have to do all these different things. There's a stepped process that we're going to go through. And at the very end of that process, right, let's just say you have achieved health and wellness, right? You're eating healthy. You're in a great mind space every day. You're confident. You're comfortable, you know, you're self-aware, you have all these things, you move beautifully. You've got great strength through all ranges of motion and no injury issues because of it. You know your conditioning limitations and you work on both ends of that conditioning spectrum we talk about. And every now and again, you sign up for something, you challenge yourself, you bring somebody else with you and you have that intensity. Now it's time for that community and support structure and to pay it forward. And what you're going to find, and I think what Maria is going to find out of this, and what I'm super hopeful for our team with it, is number one, she is going to take such ownership of this thing that our team is going to be a part of, that our team is going to do. She is going to be so proud of it because it came from her mind. It came from her mouth. It was her idea. That is going to make, it puts pressure on her to ensure that she is a leader in this regard. Because if she's not, then how can you make this suggestion? How can you be a leader in this capacity? How can you be somebody that everybody else is going to look as kind of the idea or the creator for this? And this is one of the best things for me with the podcast, with the gym as a whole, is I can guarantee you that I have stayed in great shape throughout my 20s and into my 30s, and it'll be the same into my 40s and into my 50s. I stay in great shape because I feel accountable to the people that are listening to this podcast. I feel accountable to the people who exercise at my gym, right? I do the same programming that is offered to everybody else. No better, no worse, no different, right? If, if it is good enough for you guys, it's good enough for me. And I am trying to achieve optimal. I want to have the best possible fitness experience for myself. And I want that for you as well. And that holds me accountable to doing it. That holds me accountable to making sure that I eat healthy, that I work on my mindset. These are things that have helped me stay, for the analogy's sake, off of alcohol. Right? If I go through Alcoholics Anonymous and I am helping guide and mentor somebody else who is on step one, who is just starting their struggle, just starting their journey, then I am damn sure going to work harder to keep my shit together, to not regress, to not have that drink because I know that there's pressure and accountability in the most beautiful way on me to not let that person down. And there's a reason that that's the last step. There's a reason that that's the 12th step is they know that that little bit of pressure, that little bit of leadership is such a good thing. It's so powerful. It builds a connection with you to that thing. 
to be in the best possible opportunity in your life and for somebody else that you can be right. And think about yourself like that, like interactions with you should be an opportunity for other people. You should be able to give them something. Right. And I think that this is just one of those things now is it's such a great parallel to what we talk about. We talk about this mentor model for friendship. We talk about how this is where we need to get to. And I've had lots and lots and lots of conversations with a ton of you guys about, you know, hey, I'm doing really well. Like, I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm listening to your podcast. I'm listening to these other podcasts. Now I'm listening to Focus 3. Maria found a whole new podcast I haven't even listened to yet that she's loving right now. I've read these books. I've watched these videos. I am dialed in. I feel great, better than I ever have, more confident than I ever have felt. But the person in the cubicle next to me or, you know, my boss or my son or daughter, they aren't even willing to start, right? Like, I don't know. They're in such a rut. They're so dug deep and they're so like firm in their stance that I don't know how to guide or mentor them. I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do. And this, like that is the hardest part. It's the same, like to draw the same parallel, right? Like you've done so well, you're sober, right? But your old drinking buddy is still you know, day drinking five days a week and, you know, really struggling with this alcohol addiction. How do we broach that subject? And it's a different thing. It's a different level of pressure. And I always tell people the the leadership role that we take is always going to be the ability that we have to care for that person, to care about what their best interest truly is about like how, why are we trying to help them? Right. And if you have any selfishness in the matter, you have any, anything that's not truly convicted, you don't truly believe you can help them or you don't truly think they're helpable, then that usually is going to be the problem. The fact that you don't think that they are going to be accepting of it is a lot of times going to be the problem. It's a really challenging situation. I don't have the answers for you other than that. You know, I'm going to keep working on it, right? And I, I don't. I mean, I have people in my life that uh, are really struggling also and that I really want to help. And I have multiple conversations about it each week. Family members, you know, me and Maria talk about this all the time. How can we help more? How can we help people that are so dug deep? And outside of that, Outside of sitting down and looking at him and going, what's going on? Tell me about this. Tell me about what your thought process is with that. Like, why are you doing that? Let's walk, let's walk down the path. Like just listen. Just care. And sometimes that will be enough for the first session, I guess you would say. And I think it's interesting as you start looking and reading through some of the 12 steps, like use that as an example. There's a lot of them. So that first step is admitting you have a problem and getting a person to admit that they have a problem when they don't even perceive it as a problem. That's hard. It's not easy. And the only place that you're going to get there, the only way that you're going to get there as the mentor, as the guide 
is to be somebody who sits across from them, listens to their problems, listens to their struggles, and then asks questions. And I've had this conversation now three times this week about, you know, we, we wish that we could just inception the idea into their heads. Right. If you guys haven't seen that movie, I'm sorry for the analogy, but basically it, you know, it means like they, they like fabricate this mock idea into their heads and they make it think, make them think that it's their own idea when it's not. And unfortunately, it's not really the way it works, but you can sort of inception uh, the, the, the right ideas into people's heads by listening and asking the right questions and letting them come to the conclusion on their own. But being truly objective and not just waiting for your time to talk and not just waiting for you to put in your two cents and your angle on what they're doing wrong or what they're not doing but instead just listening and just saying, you know, have you ever thought, you know, of, you know, trying anything differently or do you think that that, you know, makes you happy? And, you know, what do you think about if we look three or four years in the future, what's that going to look like? And listening, every conversation is going to be so different because everyone's going to be coming from a different spot. But the idea is that you sit and in person, spend time listening to them. My assumption, and um, you know, I think you're going to be hard pressed to find a case that doesn't fit this model, is anybody who's struggling with, you know, digging themselves into a deep grave mentally, physically, or both. Is my assumption is that they don't have a lot of people in their life that they feel like they can be truly honest with. They don't have a lot of people who are taking the time to sit across from them and ask them these questions objectively without their own personal agenda jumping into this picture. And that's usually the big issue. If they are to have that person and you guys have, have you ever heard somebody who's, um, you know, been single or been an addict and they have that person in their life and they'll literally say the, the term, this person saved my life. Finding her, finding him, it saved my life. Because they had somebody who didn't judge them. They had somebody who sat and listened to them with empathy. And it's hard being that person. And you can only do it for so many people in your life. It's, there's a finite amount of time, and that's why it's so valuable. That's why it's so important, but that's also why it's so hard because you have to pick and choose the one or two, maybe three people that you can do it for in your life, and that's about it. You can't go and do it for a million people. You can't go and do it for everybody, right? But if we take Maria's example, if I can do it for Maria, if I can be that person that listens and cares, is empathetic and helps her see issues when they come up, just like she does for me, if I can do that for her and then she can do that for one other person and that person can do it for one other person or that person can do it for their kids, that person can do it for somebody else. Now we're grow. Now we're going somewhere. Now we're growing, right? But if you were not doing it for anybody, nobody, right? If your closest person in your life is not working on these things and you're not talking about it, then you're not doing your role. You're not at your twelfth step yet. You're not there. 
right? You're not, you haven't solidified this mindset thing. You haven't solidified your own health and wellness until you can start paying it forward. And the more I read and the more I watch and the more I listen, the more I realize how much shit I just have no freaking clue about. And any time that you take this pursuit on, any time that you start to work on your own health and wellness and knowledge and information and mindset and your development, the more you should realize how much amazing, how many amazing thoughts are out there, amazing books and amazing speeches and mind bending things and people smarter than you and how much is out there to truly take away from and how every one of those things is just this building block of a puzzle that in the future is just going to turn into such a powerful, powerful thing for you and those people who you choose to mentor. And so I was, I've been really revitalized this week by listening to some of these and I'm still early in my journey. Like we have three weeks and I've already spent, I think, four and a half hours uh, on, on my own education on this. Uh, so I'm probably going to be uh, overwhelmed and overloaded with information, but I still need to even go back and, and take down my notes from all these. Uh, but, you know, it's it's something that I think a lot of us are doing a lot of the right things right. A lot of us are doing them really well and we're taking care of ourselves. And that's great. Like you got to put on your own mask before you put on somebody else's. There's no doubt about that. Just like Alcoholics Anonymous, like you're not going to skip to step 12 if you didn't do step one. If you don't admit you're an addict and you have a problem, if you don't, you know, if you're still drinking, like you're not going to go and be a mentor for somebody. You're not to step 12 yet. That's the same thing. So we have to get our own, you know, situation. We have to go through our own step process first. But at the end of that, like, I think a lot of people wonder, like, what's next? And I get these these people who are doing so phenomenally well. And they ask me, like, what are some books? What are some recommendations? What are some things? Like, you know, come on, give me more. Give me more. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, there can always be more. There can always be more thought process that's going to help you do a better job dealing with your own interactions and dealing with your own mentorship. But... That's my first question now. When you ask me that question, is it, my next question is going to be, who are you helping? Whose journey have you started? How, who are other people in your life that are struggling that you could help, that you could help start, that you could show the way? And that is, it, it's a tough question and people don't always give you the most honest answer or they maybe, you know, aren't super aware of how much they've helped or how little they've helped somebody. And so this is kind of where where the focus needs to be. And this is where my focus is, is where our focus is, is, the focus of this podcast is can this podcast can our discussions at the gym, can the coaches at the gym, can we move the needle? Can we become the mentors that start the journey for somebody? Like, can we do it via podcast? Because I do think you can. I do think it's it's a it's a part of it's a piece of the puzzle. This podcast, along with all podcasts ever created, are not going to be the thing that completes the journey for you. It's going to take you shutting this podcast off, doing some meditation and searching your own brain and coming to your own conclusions and using your own common sense and having your own conversations and dealing with things in your own individual way. But it can be the catalyst for that. 
right? It can be the, the spark that kind of lights things off for you. And so as you guys kind of go into today, as you go into this week, number one, if you're a part of the friendship community, I hope you guys are super psyched that this is kind of where our coaches are at. It's really rare. It's super unique. And I've had an odd amount of conversations with other gym owners and coaches coaching at other gyms and things like that recently. And the coaching staff that that I am just so lucky to be able to have the opportunity to lead every day is truly rare and very, very unique. And the fact that this is the stuff that we're working on really goes to show you, um, you know, how we practice what we preach and the, the end that these guys are going to end up being able to develop people on the, the scale, the, the, you know, the true reach that my hope is that once we get down this path far enough that these guys are going to be able to, you know, hear problems and recommend solutions that attack the, you know, the mindset that attack the getting the person in the right place because the tactile stuff is so easy, right? I'm telling you, if you're, if you understand it, if you get it, it's so easy. What anything, whatever you're talking about, take the hardest thing for you. What is it? Exercise, nutrition, finance, parenting, work, I promise you, I'm telling you, if you are in the right mindset every day, it is easy. The tactile stuff is easy. The hard part is staying in the right mindset every day, day in and day out, through the struggles, through the fights, through the frustration, through the downswells, making sure that the mindset is in the right place because that's what fails is what's in between the ears, right? We, we never fail staying in shape, you know, because we stopped doing the exercise, right? We stopped doing the exercise and thus got out of shape because we failed to stay in the right mindset of understanding why we were exercising, right? It, it all starts between the ears. It starts with the choice. It starts with the decision and the decision starts with the believability, with the conviction. How much do we believe that this is going to get us where we want to go in the future? And when we're in a bad mind space, when we're in a downward spiral, we don't believe, we don't have hope. We don't have faith. We don't have conviction. And when we're in an upward spiral, we do have those things. And when we have those things, we'll be willing to do what's in our best interest in the long term. And the tactile end of exercise is super simple. I mean, we don't like we overcomplicate things at, even at friendship to keep it fun and new and exciting and interesting and get closer to optimal exercise. But you don't need that to be in fantastic shape. Like if you woke up and did a 20 minute AMRAP of, you know, 15 back squats with a person with your spouse on your back and 50 burpees and 800 meter run for 20 minutes every single day, you'd be in great shape, right? It's that's the simple stuff, but the decision to wake up and do that workout every single day, 
that's super tough. Like that requires a bunch of mental discipline. So it's probably easier to go to a CrossFit gym where the workout's going to be different every day. It, it keeps things a little bit mentally less challenging, a little more fun, a little more fresh, right? But at the end of the day, the mental end of things is where we fail, not the tactile end of things, right? Nutrition isn't hard, right? People overcomplicate it because people, all they're trying to do is psychologically change the way that your mindset is about nutrition. It's like, oh, keto. Oh, keto is going to be the answer to what I need. It wasn't that I personally didn't have the right mindset towards nutrition before. It wasn't that I failed. It's that the diet was wrong. That's got to be what it was. When that's not it. That's not what was wrong. What was wrong is that your belief, your faith, your conviction towards the last diet, or let's just say how you eat, was it, you lost that. You lost the faith and conviction that just eating a good, clean, healthy diet of whole foods every day over a long period of time was going to give you the body that you wanted, the feeling, the energy, the sleep patterns, the success in every way, health and fitness that you wanted. You lost that faith somewhere. And you prioritize the short-term gratification of foods that don't get you there, right? That's all it is. Has, and so all of these things, everything that's thrown at you every day is just ways to trick your brain into saying or thinking, ah, like it was the tactile, the tactile, what was wrong? Like it was that I was at orange theory not at friendship crossfit or it was that i was with this personal trainer not that personal trainer i was at planet fitness before not the ymca or i was doing a six-week challenge instead of a 90-day challenge i was doing a 45-day it's the tactile means nothing it's where is the environment and the culture that you're in does it promote you staying in the right mind space all the time does it help with that does it think about it or does it not? And that's it, right? It's all between the ears. And so if you were able to, from this day right now till the day you die, guarantee that you were going to be in a great mind space every day, alert, happy, energetic, full of gratitude and excitement, engaged with your relationships, if you're able to guarantee that, how amazing would that be? Like, that's incredible. That's like, ultimately, it's sort of like the most important thing that you could do. If that's where you're at, then everything else, you're capable of all of it, right? If you're excited and engaged and you have a great attitude and you're gracious, hey, you want to go work out? Hell yeah. Like, let's go. Let's have some fun. I'm excited about that. Like, let's go. There's no reason not to. I'm excited. I'm engaged. I'm energetic. Right. I believe that exercise is going to be the right thing for me in the future and do well for me and get me where I want to go. I believe that because I'm in a great mind space. But you can see the opposite. And honestly, unfortunately, in our society, we see the opposite way more often. Ninety five percent of people live in the opposite all the time. They live in that downward spiral. And that's tough for us when we're surrounded by that all day long. We have to fight through it and sift through it. And we don't feel like we can help them. So 
this is kind of where we're at with things is, is as we start to go on this journey, as the coaching staff goes on this journey, as I go on this journey, as you all are brought along with this journey, what I want you guys to think about is the 12th step. If you're still on, let's just say one steps one through 11, right? Um, and maybe we'll define these. Maybe this will be a podcast theme that we do as we try to define our 12 steps. But if you guys are still working on getting into the right mind space for you consistently and building that routine and having that dialed in, if you're still there, well, let's work on that. We're focused on that first. We're focused on step one, then step two, then step three, then step four. Okay. Once you guys feel like you are consistently dialed in, focused, energetic, in a great mind space for everything that you do, you know, you're full of gratitude, feel like you're doing maximizing your ability at work, your ability as a parent, your ability in your own health and wellness journey. When you're there, I want you guys to start thinking, how do we need to impact more people and who do we impact? Who do I need to sit down with and just ask, is everything okay? How's everything going? And don't be afraid to just say, you know, hey, look, I care about you a lot. And I get the impression, I get the feeling that you're struggling with this. And I just wanted to see if there's anything that I could do to help. And just start the conversation. See where it goes from there. And so as we go through this, guys, I hope that you uh, I hope that you enjoy the journey uh, that we're on that we are going through. And I feel super thankful for it every day. And, uh, you know, especially this week, especially when you start to see the fruits of your labor, the fruits of your own personal development work start to turn into the ability to help other people. And then the, that ability to help other people start to turn into the ability to help even more people like a small group or a large group. And then the ability of that small group to hopefully get better will impact a large group. And then large group will impact an even larger group. So just some stuff for you guys to kind of digest today. And I hope you're having a fantastic week. Weather is just absolutely beautiful in Columbus. And it's uh, I've been having my meetings outside and, uh, you know, it's just a few things could be better than that. So super thankful for that and super thankful for you guys for helping me along this journey. You know, if nobody listened to the podcast, I probably wouldn't have kept doing it. And had I not <laughs> kept doing it, uh, I don't know what my individual personal development journey. I don't know if I would have the belief in it or at the very least, I definitely wouldn't have my own personal accountability for it. I wouldn't have to keep seeking out new opportunities for me to uh, look, listen and learn and acknowledge all of the things that I am just completely ignorant at and, uh, you know, can grow in. So thank you guys for that. I appreciate it. Have a great day.